Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the greatest podcast about the two great 90s space station shows, Babylon 5 versus Deep Space Nine. But today, in an abrupt and shocking departure, we are instead talking about uh, Lower Decks, uh, Season 2, Episode 2, Kayshawn, His Eyes Open, which first aired on August 19th, 2021. How you doing today, Matt? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for making me watch the second episode of this cartoon. Still, uh, still bitter about that, huh? Still on that uh, anti-cartoon kick. Still, it's still Family Guy in space. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's funny because I know for a fact that you're over there watching uh, Family Guy, <laughs> and then oh, oh, it's a uh, Star Trek. Oh, that that's a problem all of a sudden. All right, well, I, I'm sorry you had to bump the Cleveland show from your uh, your viewing rotation, Matt. That must have been a uh, problematic for you. Yeah, it's rough. It's a rough life. You suffer. You suffer. Um, so in the A plot, we've got uh, Mariner, Tindy, and Rutherford going on an away mission with engineer Jet Manhaver and a new chief security officer, Kayshawn. Kayshawn is the first Temerian in Starfleet, the alien species who speak only in metaphor and illusion from the famous Next Generation Season 4 episode, Darmok. The away team is inventorying the contents of the ship of a recently dead member of the Collector's Guild, one of whose members tried to collect data in the Next Generation Season 3 episode, Most Toys. One problem I have with this show already is that you have to have a very vast knowledge of the next generation to get a lot of the in jokes do you think that i mean do you think you would not enjoy the show i mean granted you wouldn't get a lot of the in jokes but you think you would not enjoy the show um without that knowledge i don't think it would be as enjoyable but i mean i think you could still i guess enjoy it just for the plot itself it seems like a lot of the dialogue is is centered around these these episodes I will defend the show a little bit because a lot of the negative reaction I see from it is like, oh, it's just Star Trek in jokes. Oh, it's just Family Guy with Star Trek. And you, you know, like I know, I know, no one on this call thinks that. But um, a lot, a lot of the negative reaction among fans you do see is that. But I actually think like the joke is a little more elaborate than that. Like they're doing a joke where they're taking things like the Packlids or the uh, Collector's Guild from the Most Toys. And like they're actually putting them in like an ongoing serialized storytelling way, which is on the one hand absurd, but on the other hand is like really funny, and I, I really appreciate it. So like turning the Packlids into like serious villains, or you know having the Collector's Guild be not just one weird guy from a, a Next Generation episode, but a whole weird organization, I think actually is a kind of creative joke that's more than just oh, do you remember this? I remember this. So what you're saying is that you enjoy the part where they're taking one-shot characters from individual episodes and expanding their their universe. Like they're intentionally taking some of like the weirdest or the most unlikely one-shot characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like it, it's not it's not like um, I don't know you. I'm I'm struggling to think of a good example, but it's not like you know oh, like every you? every. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every fanboy, like, you know, saw the Tholian web from the original series and was like, oh, I want to know so much more about the Tholians. The Tholians are so cool. It's not like they're doing that. It's like they're intentionally taking, like, the strangest and weirdest stuff from uh, Next Gen and building it out. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. That's, that's, that's a good word to describe it. So bitter. So negative. What happened to the B-plot? In the B-plot, uh, Boimler is not handling the constant starship combat and undercover missions of the Titan very well uh, as they continue their ongoing battle with the Packlids. 
So, uh, amidst all your bitterness, Matt, did you have a favorite character? Yeah, I liked uh, Jet Manhaver with these stupid names. There's legit a Lower Decks name generator on Google. Like, if you Google I've that. I've twice. So, okay. so, it's interesting, because I think that they, that's what they do. His his whole role was kind of filling in the space for Boimler among the Cerritos group, and also, like, uh, playing the foil to Mariner. And I, I had a strange appreciation for, like, his style being different from that of Ransom, because I know uh, Mariner points that out you know, later on in the episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he was interesting. He was, he had a uh, role in season one, but it was pretty minor. As somebody who really hates Boimler, like, I, I love this show, but I really hate the character of Boimler, um, I, I was very glad to have uh, Manhaver um, take over the role, and I was very depressed at the end when Manhaver gets, uh, you know, summarily excluded by uh, the crew who are welcoming Boimler back, because, eh, Boimler sucks, and I would rather not have Boimler on the show. Boimler, I've never seen the show Rick and Morty, but apparently every time I see Morty, I'm reminded of Boimler. I don't know if I'm supposed to make that connection or not. Yeah, just to make it clear to our listeners, this is a no Rick and Morty podcast. Both Matt and I have such very, very low IQs that we just couldn't appreciate Rick and Morty. It would totally be beyond us. We wouldn't get its subtle humor. And yeah, we just we're, we're too stupid on this podcast, Babylon 5 versus Deep Space Nine, to appreciate the subtle genius of Rick and Morty. So if you're going to tweet a, a Rick and Morty meme at us, uh, maybe stick it up your ass instead. We're not going to get it. We're not going to know what you're talking about. Don't care. We're just we're just stupid packlids over here. You're over there playing your elaborate human games, watching Rick and Morty. We're just packlids. We're just enjoying the Star Trek cartoon. Who was your favorite character, Bob? My favorite character was definitely uh, the uh, eponymous Kayshan, no question. Uh, I love the Tamarians. I have taught that uh, episode, Darmok, several times uh, when I teach a science fiction class. And we have a we have a novel that really goes in on like alien language or theories about language. I really like to teach Darmok as an, uh, as an accompaniment to that. It's a really cool episode. The Tamarians are really fun. And um, yeah, I, uh, I was just so happy to see... Uh, Kayshawn, I hope he's a regular feature on the show. Tamarion's speaking metaphors, right? And delusions, yeah. And delusions, okay, gotcha. See, I I don't remember that episode, so I completely missed the whole gag. Oh, you don't? That the one with Picard <laughs> and the alien captain are stranded on the planet, and um, he Picard has to find out a way to communicate with him. The captain's played by Paul Winfield, the guy who played uh, the captain of the Reliant in Star Trek Two. I don't remember it that well, no. Oh, man, that's like literally one of the best Next Generation episodes. I need to go watch it then, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, you totally should. Last episode, I got burned when I tried to go back and watch Where No Man's Gone before, so I didn't want to, like, ruin that experience. I'm still amazed that uh, you you could not see any fun or value in Where No Man Has Gone Before, yeah. but I won't, I won't dwell on the fact that I'm podcasting with a Philistine. Let's just keep yeah. moving. <laughs> What's your favorite joke, Bob, in this in this episode of this cartoon? Go ahead. Uh, Kalis's fornication helmet uh, makes me laugh. And uh, speaking of fornication, did you kind of get the uh, implication that Riker and William Boimler are about to get down? Uh, you know, after they uh, start drinking Romulan ale together, and Riker cues up Nightbird. Can't maybe I don't know. They they seem like they were best buddies. I mean, William Boimler. 
William Boimler. William yeah, Boimler. I don't know. That, that that would crack me up. I, I have a feeling that I'm going to like William Boimler a lot more as a character than Brad Boimler. Brad Boimler is the worst. Do you think William Boimler is going to come back in the next couple episodes? Or do you think this is Oh, I, I, I think... I mean, I could see them not doing it, but I, I, it seems very likely that he would. Don't, so, don't you think so? So you think he'll be a reoccurring character? They're, well, I mean, he'll be... They're going to keep two separate Boimlers, one to explore with the Titan and one to be on the Cerritos. I think reoccurring character is a little strong, but I I would expect that we would probably see Riker, William Boimler, and the Titan uh, once or twice more before the season's over. Gotcha. Is that is that your estimation, or do you do you think uh, do you think the joke's done? I thought it was just a one-off, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, I, I you, you could be right too. You could be right too. And if not this season, if there's a third season, you you we would think they might go back to that sort of joke. My favorite gag was them constantly referring to the Enterprise D as the D. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty. Funny. I mean, don't don't you do that? The D. Yeah, I I talk about the D all the time with my friends, Matt. And then uh, oh, there was another really good line when answering what it was like to be on the Titan. Uh, Boiler responds with it was a bunch of complex characters thrown into heavily serialized battles, which always ended in mind blowing twist, which made me question the basic tenets of my reality. Very, very good joke. Very good joke. Yes. It did pretty much sums up Trek. Yeah. One other gag I kind of appreciated was, um, counselor Miglamu getting a seat on the Cerritos's bridge. Um, I don't think we'd seen him uh, sit on the bridge at any point in season one. And so it was kind of funny to see him in like the counselor spot or like the Deanna Troy spot on the bridge. I, I greatly enjoyed that. And to this, I ask you, was that the the bird creature with the glasses that was walking around? Yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with, the, with the cat doctor. <laughs> not to be confused with the cat doctor. No, they. he's not in season one very much, but they, there's an episode or two where Mariner and her mother have to go to therapy and talk with him. And it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So I, I just want to make sure I got that correct. It, you're, we're talking about the, the green bird creature with the glasses. That, that's like, the counselor yes, you're referring Matt, to. There are bird aliens in Star Trek. There have always been bird aliens in Star Trek. There have also always been cat aliens in Star Trek. And you were amused that he was uh he was he was a, he yes. had a seat on the bridge with Yes, I was deeply amused that, was, that he was he, on the he bridge. It was quite amusing. Look at that there, he, bird creature, counselor Meglimo. <laughs> Man, you, you just you just have the the lamest vision of Star Trek. You just want it to be like '90s X Men comics, all serious and no bird aliens, no cat aliens, no godlike powers given to James Kirk's old friend. It's just got to be '90s seriousness all the seriousness. time with you. Yeah, well, going back, harking back to the '90s, her old Trek reference was the Thomas Riker transporter incident. The whole thing that happened there with Riker being cloned, and then the same thing happened to Boimler. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good gag. It was a good gag. I, I was appreciative of it. Um, and it, if they did want to, if they did want to write Titan and Riker and, uh, out of the show, it was a very, it was a very funny way to do it. I would say my favorite old Trek reference was not actually a Star Trek reference, but they opened up with a reference to Starship Troopers in the communal Sonic shower scene on the Cerritos, which really cracked me up. Have you ever seen Starship Troopers? Yeah, and I'm. I didn't, the, the reference didn't jump out at me at first, and I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember. They do have the shower scene in Starship Troopers, so that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, great movie. Great yeah, movie. Pretty good movie. Yeah. So, uh, 
you uh, you had a very uh, uh, pressing question you wanted to pose to me. Yeah. No, 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 no. I need you to I need you to first ask me about Rikers XO. So I I wanted to skip over this because it's so upset. Like she's in the entire damn episode with Boimler. Like she's <laughs> on the away team. Like your uh, your lack in, of appreciation for Star Trek Alien designs drives me up the goddamn wall. In, in our show notes, Bob asks. He says, "If you have any thoughts of the alien design of Rikers XO, she looks cool. Apparently, they haven't named her or her species." And I responded with, "I didn't notice her," which. I didn't even what do you, notice. What do you even watch Star Trek for, if not for, like, the alien designs? Like, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't even what, notice. Even I, I even Googled, like, I went, because I, I, I didn't want to have to go back to watch the episodes. So I, like, Googled, like, Rikers XO, and then I kept getting, like, characters from the books or something. I just want yeah, to see what she looks like. Vale, I think. Yeah. No, I just, no, it's, it's it's a different different character. Whoever, whoever yeah. And, and I, yeah, I, did, I didn't even see what she looked like. I'll have to go back and watch it. Or I'll see her next episode. I don't think I'm going to go back and watch it again. Let's be honest. <laughs> so bitter, so bitter. So you you said I, I'd have a serious question. What are your thoughts on this cartoon taking on such a serious topic with the old Trek versus new Trek? Because that's to me that was very obvious what they were going for. You have the exploration that Boimler appreciates with Cerritos, but then you have the the pew pew lasers and the the fighting and phasers and things of new Trek. On the Titan, and did you, ah, not my mic over. Hold on. It was so serious, you knocked the mic. Yeah, I got. I, I started moving my hands. So, <laughs> so my question is: Did you realize this when you weren't checking out Riker's XO or fantasizing about Boimler and Riker making sweet love? Uh, I mean, I would first of all uh, resent the implication that this is a serious topic. I don't think any topic about Star Trek is serious. Um, second of all, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed it. I mean, it's kind of in keeping. There was the great episode towards the end of season one of Lower Decks where they kind of parody the Next Generation movies, you know? Yeah. Where, like, Mariner writes her writes her movie script for the holodeck. That kind of meta stuff's in keeping. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. And, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm very much team Lower Decks on this. I, I don't I don't hate Disco or Picard. Um, they're, they're enjoyable enough. But I'm very much on the eh, less serialized stuff, more wacky space adventures and so i uh, i appreciate that about uh, lower decks although like i was saying earlier it is kind of funny that in some ways even though lower decks is kind of claiming the mantle for itself of like silly space exploration and second contacts and all that it is still doing some of that kind of thing that picard and disco do of going back to old star trek and you know making it serious and serialized but they're just doing it with absurd things like the Packlids and the collector's guild true there's also a lot of like phaser firing and fighting and stuff you see at yeah. the trick. And it's a little bit of a it's it's a jab more at Disco and Picard, especially Disco, but it's a little bit of a jab at the JJ movies too potentially, which I I'm, I'm on record as hating the JJ movies and everything everything involved with them. Bob hates the JJ movies. They're the worst, all of them. I've seen all three of them, and I can't really tell you anything about them other than the second one, where like, I knew that guy was, I knew he was calm the whole time, and that pissed me off. Yeah, he should have been Gary Mitchell. That'd have been much cooler. So, uh, I guess next week we'll look at our season two, episode three. You know when it airs on Thursday. Any predictions? Uh, I bet it'll be wacky space hijinks, Matt, and I bet you'll be grumpy about it, 
and uh, act like you're better than it. And uh, I uh, bet that I'll be uh, enthusiastic, but not particularly focused. He'll be enthusiastic about the character designs. God damn it. That's one of the best <laughs> things about Star Trek is the fucking alien designs. It's oh, a cartoon. It's a cartoon. I'm, you're looking at I'm character designs confused. on a cartoon. I'm still confused about what you even watch Star Trek for. God damn it. Dang it. You got Toucan Sam on the bridge. <laughs> yes, he's a fucking parrot. It's funny. No, I All knocked right. my headphones off. All right. Well, with that, folks, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed our our, our banter. I'm I'm too angry to close this out. You, you you do it. See you next week, guys. See you next week.